listening to Around Comics. Listening to Around Comics, episode four hundred and forty-three. I am mystery, mystery, mystery episode, mystery episode. episode. Uh, yeah, because we didn't really. I just ran out of time and didn't have any. <laughs> uh, a little behind behind the behind the scenes uh, here, uh, sharing how the sausage is made. If you ever see the words mystery episode, it means we have no idea. What exactly, we're talk we have. About. We're just we're just gonna. I actually um, three rounds. Hey, I do want to mention, uh, before we get too far into things, thanks to all of our Patreon patrons. We really do, of course, always appreciate uh, you guys supporting the show. We know you know, we've been a little lackadaisical in some of the bonus content lately, but um, one of the things we did change recently is that you do get the episodes three days early, uh, and they are ad-free, so that's one thing of being a patron. Um, as much as we're trying to produce additional bonus content, sometimes we just kind of run out of time. But oh, speaking of, we actually had a new Patreon uh, sign up, a new member, Brian Perry. Thank you, Brian Perry, for signing up. Brian Perry. You know Brian Perry? No. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you, Brian Perry, for signing up. I don't think so. If I do, then he's going to be really mad. Thank you anyway for, for signing up for Patreon. We appreciate it. So... We can jump right into this conversation of AI. AI is everywhere. Everybody's talking about AI, especially in the art world. But I have been experimenting with say, some AI um, in various ways, uh, one of which is uh, writing podcast episode descriptions. Um, because it's just like one of those things that I have to do all the time. And I just don't want to take the time to really like try and craft something. So uh, the episode description for this episode was actually created by AI. And I'll, I'll tell you what I wrote as the prompt. And okay. then uh, the, I'll read you what, what it, so it was right. I, I said, I told it to write an exciting podcast description about a, uh, about comic books where three guys don't know what they're going to talk about. <laughs> and this is what it came back with, which I thought was pretty fucking good. It said, uh, well, it, it said, welcome to the comic book guys, which is not the right name, but uh podcast mm -hmm. where three friends come together to talk about all things comics in each episode, Chris, Sal, and Tom will dive into the latest and greatest in the world of comics. But here's the catch. They don't know what they're going to talk about until they hit the record button. Join them as they discuss their favorite characters, storylines, and creators, as well as their thoughts on the latest comic book news and rumors. You never know what they'll come up with, so tune in for a wild ride through the world of comics. Jesus Christ. So so we've talked about it before. I'm, a, I'm an art director, marketing person. That's what I do for a living. I would pay for that fucking copy. I, I'm <laughs> telling you. For me, like, you know, the fact that we just, we, you know, we do this podcast, we do Film Force 5 podcast, and 
it's just something where it's like, ah, you know, we don't take it that seriously, but it is time consuming yeah. and stuff. Sure. And you want it and, it and you want it to be good. You, you still want to put out quality, even if it's not your, your absolutely job. want to put it. And now I could sit down and write something and, and, you know, and I have for years for fucking literally over have, a decade yeah. been writing, you know, and, but it's like, uh, you know, just, I, I've been using this for like the last month writing all the podcast episodes for film force five and, and sometimes it works out. Okay. And sometimes you have to change it, but just as a starter, it's pretty good. This one, I was like, well, shit, that's better than I'm going to write it. Like, <laughs> right. That's like grammatic. I was expecting like, no. like the, like the English to Chinese translator. Yeah. It's you know? like, wow. That is, that is shockingly, shockingly. Great. and the road. And the robots are coming. Yeah, I think of uh, the three of us. Tom is in trouble. He's a copywriter, and yeah, he's, yeah, fucked. he's fucked. The, people are not going to pay for copywriting any longer. When you can get something like that, uh, yeah. you know, for for essentially free from a fucking robot. Yeah. Um, yeah, co co copy copywriters are this generation's font designers. Yeah, it, it, and it is. That's the thing, you know. I mean, everybody. I know everybody's sort of freaking out about um, the AI art uh, uh, because of you know the, the, there was a really popular um, uh, app Lenza.ai that everybody's using to create. You know, it's for like twelve bucks, and you can create a hundred custom, like artistically rendered. Uh, avatars of yourself you upload you know a dozen pictures mm -hmm. and and then it renders all these cool and i, I have to admit they're they're, they're, they're fucking cool, cool. They're, they're really cool yeah. i mean it's it's but the way i look at it you know and a lot, i know a lot of people in the comic industry are certainly leery and scared of it um our friend scotty young had a, a nice post on his Substack about it where he essentially said something along the lines of you know i don't just draw pictures i say things with pictures or, he's yeah, a he's a storyteller. Yeah. And that's the difference between, you know, and, and he, and he also pointed out like you've been competing against the same thing for, for years. Like you go to a comic book show and you see a bunch of booths where people are selling prints of stuff that they basically ripped off from other artists. So it's like, you're never not going to have something like that where people are looking for cheaper, easier ways to get things. Uh, the, you know, it's always going to be the case, but, um, yeah, it, it is interesting. I don't, you know, some of the stuff I've seen has been pretty cool. Would I ever buy it? No. I, you know, it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I might pay $9.99 for a bunch of avatars of myself, um, which I did do. Would you like to see some of the results? Some of the, I, uh, <laughs> it's the only reason I showed up. <laughs> and then I have another, before we, if we, you know, we can talk about this more, but I have another, um, uh, let's see. I got to see if I can find these, but yeah, I think, a, you know, AI is, uh, yeah, I think it's here. it's here for sure. It's here. Um, it's, it's, it's not gonna, uh, <sighs> it, it, it's, it, it is the double-edged sword that technology makes our lives easier and technology will, will replace different different professions it's why we don't have like professional bleeders anymore like there used to be like people <laughs> that would come to your house when you're sick and they would bleed you you know it's and 
technology advanced and the i don't know any professional bleeders anymore right yeah that's just thing i mean things yeah. change and you have to you have to yeah. kind of change with it it's just the way mm -hmm. that it's gonna be but um yeah i don't know i mean I, i'm sure that there are people there are going to you know unfortunately lose work because of some of this stuff but um, what I always find and, you know, cause you know, we've both been in design and the creative, you know, marketing end of, of, of companies. And what I've always found when, when technology emerges and it starts to, to squeeze people out, it squeezes out the, the low and maybe into the middle of, of those industries, the people that are good at what they do will always find a place. They'll right. always find a home. And yeah, is it, you know, it's like whenever major league baseball contracted the, the minor league systems, like two years ago, you know, COVID gave them the excuse to do something that they had wanted to do for a really long time, which was dissolve a bunch of, of minor league franchises. And did it, did it suck? Yeah. But they were all like a and and you know below a level leagues it's it's going to squeeze out the the the, the low end yeah you know? uh i'm trying to find these sorry i uploaded them oh, that's fine. Uh, and so i'm just trying yeah. to locate them uh yeah it's you know it's weird because you know i buy <laughs> creative assets all the time it's and i i've been a professional photographer um, before and yeah does it does it weird me out whenever i can have a uh $30 a month subscription to adobe stock and that gives me like 10 high res professionally taken photos yeah. out of a library of of millions of photographs and i can do it for $30 a month that's great for me whenever i need a specific image but for like the professional photographer out there i mean it's total commodity product. yeah and we talked about this i mean I, you know years ago we talked about this sort of thing um when it comes to uh uh fonts um uh you know, and all, uh, all these other sort of things, assets, illustrations. I remember, you know, when we would, when like the CD discs of thousands of clip art things were coming out and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's all the same. I mean, for, and you know, the truth is it's like, I've used plenty of it over the years. I've used all sorts yeah, of those gigantic CD catalogs of clip art. I mean, that was your, that was your, that was your bread and butter. If you needed to hack something out quick, right, right? Uh, now it's, now it's a Google search. Well, God damn it. I can't seem to get this to work. Right. Um, hold on a second. Oh, just show them on your phone. Yeah. Well, that'll be good enough. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll just show my phone. Um, Right, Sean Wheatley just said CDs of clip art. Ha ha ha. So here's here's what I, I remember. So I, yeah. So I, I use this Lenza.ai, and I was like, okay, and it 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 it's like twelve bucks or something to get a hundred avatars, and so I did it, and it's like, okay, upload ten to twenty photographs, selfies of yourself, and so I go on my phone and I'm trying to do it, and first thing is I don't have ten to twenty selfies of myself. I had to literally yeah. take pictures of myself uh oh, funny. with my phone to to use um but some of the results are pretty funny this is maybe my favorite i you know i love this one this is this is me this is sort of like <laughs> dude you you know what you look like you look like a fucking uh uh cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> right character. yeah it's definitely it's <laughs> definitely a, a, a video game character 
this yeah, one was this was like a sort of samurai esque. I thought that was yeah. kind of cute. That that's like your Matrix Kung Fu. That one I kind of like. That just that's a little Charlie Sheen. Little in there. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. I am winning. I am winning. You are winning. <laughs> that that is such a tender profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Some of them are that's pretty amazing. fun. Oh, here's one I me playing a guitar with a leather jacket. You know, a little Johnny Cash action. Nice. Um, it's like the computerized version of Fantasy Island, man. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, most of them are just like, cool. you know, I mean, it's it's just like a little sexier me. You know, it's just yeah. kind of like, yeah. Yeah, that's cool stuff. Yeah. It might even make me I can, look like like not a, a total. Doofer. I kind of like that one. Yeah, you know, there you go. Nice. That's uh, yeah, that's a very. Um, I'm trying to think of the video game. Yeah, for sure. That that's. Be, I mean, that's essentially yeah. what they are. Is just like they take you and then sort of you know render it. Oh, Nick Nick Lindsay has a has an interesting question, and my answer is no. Uh, he asked, "Did you guys see the Thundercats?" um ia produced movie art uh no i did not or AI. i did not find is that was that um was that the last movie that came out or is that something that was just sort of like uh someone did and posted online yeah i don't know if it was if it was a fan film or not or or not speaking of fan films i've been watching a lot i, I went down a youtube uh rabbit hole Oh, here I'm watching a lot of the Star Wars uh, fan films, and some of them are really good. The, yeah, I've. I mean, I haven't. Wa- I haven't spent a whole lot of time looking into this stuff, but uh, you know, I've seen a couple. I mean, I remember the one of you know, which was the uh, Troopers. You know, which was the the years ago they did that was the play yeah, on cops. The funny one, yeah. but, but it was so good. Like it was so excellent. Oh, they're yeah, they're terrific. Perfect, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Gary, is it Gary? Yeah. Gary the Stormtrooper. Uh but yeah, very, very cool um uh fan stuff. I mean, that's the thing, like in this day and age, with I mean the technology you have in your fucking phone, the camera, the you know, an iPhone's cameras are so good you can make a movie that's pretty oh unbelievable. Oh, the, quality. the post-production stuff. Yeah. I mean the I mean, you. I mean, look. Technology is awesome. We are broadcasting this right now, live, worldwide, to tens of tens of people. To, to, no, hey, hey, we are in the. I found out, according to Buzzsprout, we are in the top ten percent of podcasts, or something like that, on our with our download numbers. We are in the top. Oh, yeah. Really? The, yeah. The, Whenever, like ninety percent, maybe. Of, podcast pr- produced two episodes yeah. well you know you don't have to put that into context it is really... <laughs> no out of context this is great. so oh before we get off the ai thing i, I did want to read yeah, so oh, no, yeah, it's, it's, one other prompt that i did so i wrote this is the prompt i i did write a story in the style of alan moore about three podcasters named chris sal and tom that accidentally get superpowers and are not sure what to do with them and this is the story of those three oh, God. it's not very much in alan moore so it's right, the, it, do it in your alan moore it, well, it's, it's not really written in there i think it kind of skipped over the alan moore part but it, there's another story out there that i actually wanted to mention in regards but here's the story so 
Chris, Sal, and Tom were just three regular guys who loved the podcast about their favorite superhero comics. They never thought they'd actually have the opportunity to become superheroes themselves. But one day, while recording their latest episode, they were hit by a strange energy wave that gave them each unique superpowers. Chris could now control fire, Sal could manipulate metal, and Tom could fly. At first, they were excited about their newfound abilities and couldn't wait to test them out. But as they started to experiment, they quickly realized that they had no idea how to use their powers properly. Chris accidentally set a trash can on fire while trying to ignite a cigarette. <laughs> Sal ended up bending a metal signpost into a pretzel, and Tom crashed into a lamppost while trying to fly. They quickly realized that they needed to learn how to control their powers and decided to seek out a mentor who could teach them how to use them responsibly. After much... If it's Suntress, I'm out. If it's Suntress, I'm fucking out. <laughs> After much searching, they found an old superhero named The Sage. It wasn't that... Was that like from uh, uh, Mystery Men? Was it... What was the old... Was He wasn't... I, I need to watch that movie again. It's uh, he agreed to train them. He taught them how to harness their powers and use them for good. Chris, Sal, and Tom soon became known as the podcasters and use their powers for, to protect their city from evil villains. Worst, worst super group name ever. Yeah. But as their powers grew, so did the challenges they faced. They had to learn how to work together and to rely on each other in order to overcome their enemies. In the end, they became true superheroes using their powers to make the world a better place and fulfilling their childhood dreams of being like the superheroes they admired. There you go. There's an AI written story about us. Once again, not fucking not bad. Terrible. Like I don't think anybody's paying for that story, but you know, for, for you know, a, it's it, it's funny because um, the other story I saw on this, and I know that I know that artists are artists are always afraid of of how they're going to make money and if something is going to get in, you know take take revenue streams away because that they're constantly trying to to sell their their creations and i understand the fear involved in that and and i'm very sympathetic to it here's another weird one that people you know we talked about copywriters and the copywriting industry um how easy would it be to use uh uh ai uh to write a term paper now oh yeah that's a really good point i wonder if that's how college essays they're like there's really no point in having college essays as as you know a, a, a bona fide right yeah that's a good point because i mean yeah i would imagine it's pretty simple uh i i know that people are like writing scripts like finishing scripts and stuff uh with them yeah. um, with ai and which is interesting but yeah, it I mean it's definitely going to change some things. It's it's um it's different. I'm just trying to decide do I use the what will happen whenever we use these horseless carriages? <laughs> what will happen what will happen to the to the horse, the horse farmer? Well, that's right. I mean that's a I, I mean that is a I don't know that that is necessarily a equivalent. You know what I mean because the world, same idea. same idea. I get what you're trying to say, but the the danger of it is, is you know, the between like AI and deep fakes and online security mm -hmm. issues. I mean, we're it's going to get more and more difficult to like prove who you are or who you aren't. 
You know what I mean? And like, what, yeah, what, I mean, uh, you know, the next time if I ever need to write a, a fucking, you know, uh, resume letter you know what do you think i'm how do you think i'm going to do that you know it's like i'm going to go to ai and have it help me write a a perfectly scripted resume and so how do you judge if someone's a good writer anymore someone's a good you know it's like i i've always been a pretty decent copywriter you know it's a skill skill that you have to build and and that kind of thing but yeah now everybody sort of is able to do that yeah i don't know it 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 all there's a lot of implications for sure about it yeah. I, i'm just trying to decide do i use this as my i mean this should be my <laughs> so that's awesome. got it's got to be my profile pick yeah. right now right like yeah, has to, yeah, has yeah. To be how do profile. i not yeah we got how do i not use that that's my profile pick everywhere from now on yeah yeah if uh, next time i see you on on uh, your playstation network if that's not your avatar <laughs> i'm gonna be really i mean that's not that far off for me come on i mean uh you know I, wait let's see it again. Uh, other than the chest tattoos and you know the <laughs> yeah sh- yeah sure right yeah it's not too far off it's not that far off come on you know it's a it's an old pick it's from years ago when i was in good shape right no, I know. I knew you years ago. You're in better shape now. <laughs> I'm definitely using that as my profile pic, though. No question. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I think that's essentially where it's going to, you know, like this kind of thing. Oh, am I going to go pay an artist to do that for me so I can use it as my yeah. profile pic? No, I would never pay anyone oh. to do that. But but you weren't going to do that before. No, this. absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I was never. Well, that, that's that's where you know, that's where it gets a little weird for me. It's, you know, it's, it's the whole, um, pirating comics debate. It's like, you know, it's like if the, if, and I, it's wrong and I understand that and I'm not justifying anything, but you know, I think the math gets really fuzzy and they're like, Oh, there were, you know, 10,000 of my comics were downloaded. So that's, you know, $30,000 that I lost. It's like, yeah, but all 10,000 of those people if they didn't have the opportunity, right. to they weren't going to, right. They weren't going to go. Yeah. That's a, it is an interesting sort of, yeah. I don't know. So you can, you can, you can have some really soft numbers on stuff like that. When people start talking about, you know, how much, you know, AI art has cost them. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it probably has, I mean, I'm sure there will be times where that is the case where, um, you know, someone's, someone is going to lose out on art or uh, on dollars because of it. I'm rethinking my copywriter budget right now. That's what I mean. Like it's a weird, uh, what? But, but I think importantly for comics, Scotty's point is, is really what we should focus on. Um, being a, a, a good wrist doesn't mean that you're a great storyteller. And, this is a storytelling medium yeah and i and you know yeah professional illustrators um for like you know magazine illustration and that kind of stuff yeah it's gonna kill those guys it's gonna kill those guys the like single panel illustration yeah it's gonna wipe it's gonna wipe them out it's not gonna do that to comics creators because there's yeah too much crap imagine though yeah. like you know here's the thing i mean yeah 
you put your you put your idea, you put your pitch into the AI writer, and then you take you know write a script about this, and then you take the AI script and you plug it into an AI you know Art, visual yeah. you know, generator, and you buy basically a nug a seed of an idea, create a comic. So you know, will that happen? So I mean, legitimately, that is not far off. In fact, so I. You know, Film Force Five, the new podcast we started doing. I I've been trying to find ways to sort of promote it more and get it out there. It's hard. It's harder and harder to ever promote a podcast. And TikTok was sort of the one of the you know things I I was playing around with, doing little videos, that kind of thing. But I was also sort of researching like different marketing and way, ways that people. And I mean, there are this is how people that produce content producers. Um, a lot of, this is how some of them will do it. And they, this is how they produce so much because it's not about, it's not really about quality. It's not about quality. It's about quantity when it comes to the internet. That's the problem. It's, it's not, yeah, so, it, 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 it's, it's how much you pump out there every fucking day. You, you're pumping content, yeah, creation. content creation. So because there are so many bosses that are like, I want Twitter posts going out every three hours. Well, it's not just bosses. It's schedule. everybody, anybody that's promoting anything, you yeah. know what I mean? But um, so I, I saw this video, this guy basically explaining how he does it. And he has a very popular YouTube video or YouTube channel. And um, what he does is he will search for something that is popular, like topical that day. He'll find a video of that. He will take the YouTube video. He will put it into an AI program that will transcribe it he takes that and puts it into another ai program that rewrites it then he takes that and he produces a video with ai video and he hasn't done any fucking work and then he produces and, and that's how he's producing stuff every single day he's not he's He's and, just taking other people's work. And how much does he make on YouTube? Oh, it's insane. Like, you don't, yeah, I don't even, like, millions of dollars. Like, that's, that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's, he's not producing anything. He's just remixing, Where do we go wrong? remixing no. it. Where do we go wrong? <laughs> Why we should have been, we, we should have dropped any scruples that we had years ago and, and just been like, if you churn out as much garbage as humanly possible, yeah. people will consume it. It is McDonald's. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I just can't quite bring myself to do it. I just um, right. Yeah, yeah. As much as like it's a pain in the ass, and and not to say like we're some moral high ground of of no, but but our, our yeah, we, we try to make quality stuff. Like we try to yeah, make yeah. you know quality. We we put thought into everything that we do. You know, even mm -hmm. even like tonight, like the idea that we really didn't have anything set to talk about. We were kind of looking for maybe a guest, you know, it was sort of a last minute thing. Tom got sick and, you know, and it's, but it's still like you, but you and I both came to this table, like with things to talk about and ideas yeah, and absolutely. thoughts because we don't, you know, it's like, we're, we're trying to produce something of quality. Um, but from well, at, the, at the base level, it's, it's our chance each week to talk to, you know, a friend that shares, you know, like, you know, hobbies. And, and that's really the big thing is like, I am, you know, actually, um, 
um, interested in what you think about things. I want to, if I, if I find something that I really like, um, I want to let you know about it. And if we're both, you know, consuming it, you know, that's one of the great things about, about podcasts is that you get to share that stuff. And, and that's the draw of podcasts is that you get to hear people that have similar, um, you know, similar entertainment appetites, you know, talk about things that you're interested in. I mean, that's, I think from now on, the, we just, we just like take cartoonist Cape babes, YouTube videos. I'm going to retranscribe them in an AI <laughs> and then that's what we'll talk about. And then we'll just, you know, that's the, I think that what would be interesting, you know, what would be funny is if we went back and, you know, did that to like some of our like mid one hundreds, <laughs> the ones that people liked <laughs> and just, yeah, just kind of like, you know, f throw them in a blender and return them. Yeah. Right. Just do them all over again. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't be the worst yeah. idea. Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, there was another uh, last thing on the AI. Um, hmm. there was a story on bleeding cool. Um, uh, how it looks like this copy is already being used in the comic book industry. This, these programs are already being used in the, in the, um, comic book industry by people that are writing copy, uh, marketing copy about comics. There's a, there's a yeah. story where, um, there's a, uh, Rob Liefeld had a publicist mm -hmm. thing come out about a book that he's doing. And Alan Moore did one as well. And they're, almost identical <laughs> in sure. the story sure. in the description it's yeah. like oh i wonder if ai wrote both of these <laughs> no, of course absolutely. absolutely yeah it's a pretty interesting read uh, but um you know wayne wayne Masso um, has um a comment he says that the you know the world has become so superficial uh that your know, quality really doesn't matter anymore and you know i would in in mass media consumption yeah but you know it's the older that that i've gotten um and this is certainly it's like being able to afford you know doing doing this but you know we try and pick an artist every year to 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 buy art from for our house and it's you know everything from you know abstract oil you know, painters and um you know, friends I used to work with, Justin Miller, go to justinmillerart.com. He's awesome. Um, you know, we value original art and things that are unique. And I think a lot of people value uniqueness. Um so that stuff isn't dead. Yeah. You know, you know support those people. Support them. I think yeah, I mean I think you know I think the the further we get away from it, the more people try and hold on to it as well. And it, it'll, like you said, I think the masses, it's always going to be like this, you know, this is a very superficial thing of like my avatar. It's like, whatever I'll, I'll you know. Oh, I don't know. Maybe if you sell it as an NFT. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I will bid three dollars for that as an NFT. NFT. And I don't even know what an NFT is. <laughs> uh it, it's gonna be interesting um mm -hmm. uh yeah it's just a weird i don't know it, it, i mean there's always gonna be opportunities for people to take advantage of things and you know like i said in in the art world in the comic book world it's not like um this hasn't this sort of thing hasn't been going on forever and, and once again scotty talked about this in his blog post about um the fact that you know it's like he's had to contact companies that other comic book companies that 
their cover is a ripoff of one of his almost traced they just changed the fucking characters that kind of thing and it's like so you know you're this isn't new this isn't anything new you're always going to have people people have been aping other people for I, i would say i would say at some point some caveman turned around and said motherfucker that painting is an absolute ripoff of mine yeah uh i mean it's it would have been more guttural and less you know english but you know the sentiment would have been there here's a funny enough here's um clayton henry the comic book artist just posted mm-hmm. on yeah. twitter um here's a colorist that i'll probably never work with again he's promoting ai images that will put a lot of illustrators out of work illustrators whose hard work has been used for the very data he's using to show off unbelievable. And it was, um, uh, Alejandro Sanchez that did like a Superman AI art. Um, you know, and he's just sort of, it's like, I guess he's promoting it, but he's just, you know, he's playing with it. He's playing with a new medium and, yeah. and showing it off. So it's like, yeah, I, I I mean I know a lot of people are gonna be prickly about Yeah, sure. I mean people are gonna be angry about it. And it's like Yeah, I, I I get it. And and there's a whole conversation of like uh prompts, you know, and that's that's a thing that's a weird thing now, like, oh so you know, the prompt is whatever you type into the search engine or into the AI. And oh, so sure. yeah. there's already like AI artists, quote unquote, that are like arguing they you know protecting their prompts because you know whatever they cleverly are putting into the ai that's what's generating the art and they don't want that stolen or they don't and it's like dude but you're stealing like everything you're doing is stealing art like they don't want their they don't want their stolen art to be yeah exactly they don't want they don't want their stolen art to be yeah it's it's the end times man uh it's it's gonna be interesting seeing says uh greg land I mean, do you think we'll see like in our lifetime an AI? I mean, I could see like a comic book, you, AI produced comic sure. book. You could absolutely, yeah. you know, cause yeah. I'd check it out. It'd, I'd be like, I'd be like, can I tell the difference? And there's enough formula comic book writers and artists out there. I'll tell you. Well, won't. think about this though. It'll, 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 it'll kind of hit the mark. How do you feel about this? So say, you know, like I'm a shitty artist. Like I've been drawing my whole life, but I'm not a very particularly good artist. I can draw a cert- to a certain degree, but I don't have the skills to be a comic book artist. Um, but part of that is because like, I just don't have the skills of like perspective and dynamic and, anim- you know, uh, anatomy and all the things that make a good comic book artist. Um, right. But say like, I take a picture of myself, like say I have a comic book script and mm-hmm. <clears throat> I hope I'm not giving anyone ideas, but I can't imagine I'd be the only person to think of this, but say I have a comic book script and it calls for, you know, these, the sequence of action. And instead of going and, and, and looking on the internet for like, um, photo reference, which everybody bitches about anyway, I take pictures of myself in the poses that I think would work. Then I run it through an AI and it generates like, you know, stylized versions of these pictures. And then I take those pictures and I create actual art out of them. You know, I actually sit, I don't, I don't just use that and print that, but I use that as reference then for my drawings because maybe it gives me, 
Is that it's not it's not that it's not that big of a stretch? Um, here's a question: Is Fumetti comics? Oh, that's a that's a yeah, right. And is that I mean, well, I, yeah. I mean, it's sequential storytelling. You're writing, you're taking the pictures. Generally, you're not stealing them. Although I'm sure there has been in the past plenty of that kind of thing because it's spoof right sure. like it's un yeah, sure. protected under i don't think that fumetti is spoof i think that fumetti is is a is a different expression of sequential storytelling you're just using pictures instead of drawn pictures no but i'm saying like i think there's been i'm sure over the years there's been fumetti where someone's using someone else's copyrighted pictures someone's copyrighted yeah image. not not, yeah, for not sure. just taking their own oh there there's a terrible um, far right conservative um, cartoonist um, who all all he does is is take um, Calvin and Hobbes comics and 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 wipe the word balloons out and rewrite them with a with like terrible conservative and he's very popular. Oh Jesus, God! Very popular. he should die. Yeah. That person should die. He should die. He should fucking <laughs> die of a rare incurable painful disease. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's weird. Cause we always, we always come back to our core statement of, is it good storytelling? And that's, man, that's a sticky. Yeah. Wicket, right? That's is it, is it tell you what, that was pretty good fucking marketing company. I, I'm going to tell you it, this much. I, you know, you know, that I've, I've been trying to write for as long as you've known me and my bit, one of my biggest problems. You write good stuff. Yeah, but I don't ever finish anything. And yeah, that's yeah. something that I am absolutely going to look at AI and see what that can do, you know, like plotting. Uh, Get you over. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Like if I, you know, getting stuck yeah. somewhere, just like producing ideas or like, where should this go? Where would this story go? You know what I mean? Can you fucking imagine if Stan Lee had this? <laughs> Holy fuck. <All> right. <laughs> Holy God. He would just put in prompts. I mean, that was basically what he was doing anyway. He was feeding prompts right. to the Jack Kirby AI. Jack All right, Kirby Jack. Uh, we got Spider-Man. He's going to be in the shitty. Him and MJ has He's got a, a job He's interview. A teenager. Give me a story. And then the Jack would produce Jack. it like an AI machine. That's exactly what the Jack was the first AI <laughs> AI comic book artist. That's right. All right, Jack, it's the Fantastic Four and Shub Namor. And uh, you know, Shub Namor comes out from the ocean and uh he uh he's gonna he's gonna he goes to the opera and uh, Sue and uh, is at the opera, her and uh and <laughs> give me a story. <laughs> Masterpiece. <Right. laughs> <laughs> cornerstone of of 60s culture here you go right who knows man? i mean i'm definitely going to keep playing with ai more on the writing stuff the art stuff i don't but i could see like the writing stuff is is i see the writing stuff as being a more dangerous to professional copywriters because that shit is good and more just more useful you know like practical practically useful you know i know there's a big i'm gonna pay for a fucking avatar market out there somewhere that i'm not aware of um yeah the ai art it it's not there yet the copywriting that's that's what people writers should be worried well but i think it's like anything else and as we said you know like the evolution of it like well if you're a writer and think of it this way 
you have two people. One of them is not a writer. One of them is a writer mm -hmm. and they both need to produce copy for an ad yeah. and they both use AI and as a starting point. And the guy who's not a writer just copies and pastes that AI cop, you know, mm -hmm. into, into, and the other guy takes it and go, well, I'm going to add a little bit here. I'm going to edit it. I'm going to make, I'm going to use my skills to improve it. It, you know, at, at that point, it's yeah. just a tool. It's not, it, it's a starting yeah. point. And it also, as you said, and I'm not going to name names, Gail Simone, um, was not able to, to, I think, stay on a writing schedule. That was, that was when she was very popular. And I think DC saw that and they tried to put her on more and more books. You know, it's, I think Gail, Gail tops out at like two books a month is like a, a good sweet spot for her. And they had her on, on four books, I think. And she just, I don't think was able to keep that schedule. That's not, that's not a, a, a smackdown. Tony Moore talks about, you know, he, he can't physically draw a monthly book. It's not, it's just, it's not his process. Would AI help right. someone like, like Gail Simone to be like, help flush things, just move things faster and that's what i mean it doesn't it's not replacing her ability as a writer it's just a tool and how do you use that tool so the mm -hmm. same thing it's like if if you're worried that you're going to be replaced by ai as an artist or a writer then you need to figure out how to use ai to stay ahead of that curve because mm -hmm. it's yeah. not like you can't use it i don't think Ooh. i don't think there's an artist or a writer out there that couldn't 18 rr martin yeah you know yeah exactly like in some way whether it's I don't know. I, I mean, it'll be more yeah. interesting as this develops, but it's, it's moving. I mean, that's the scary thing. It's moving very quickly. You know, this technology. That's what always scares me. You know, the, whenever you, you um, watch like the really scary, like episodes of Nova <laughs> and they're like, and they talk about AI, the, 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 the danger of AI is that it will, it will hit a point in its growth pattern where it will then grow exponentially uh yeah i mean and when I, it yeah hit, when it hits when it hits the exponential growth cycle that's when the robots come to kill us <laughs> i don't i don't think i think we're I think we're a little ways off from that maybe i don't know i don't know if i don't know if these little chat bots are gonna necessarily uh I'm, dude i've I'm telling you, it's that's when the, that's when our robot. It's, oh, hey. there's once it hits that exponential growth, and it says no, <laughs> no, the, we have to build. We have to. You do them. realize that you know uh, those are sci-fi movies. They're not based on reality or technological understanding of of how AI works. So just keep that in mind. It may not be quite as clear cut as that, but who knows? I've watched a lot, watched a lot, a of, lot of dystopian <laughs> movies, Sal. Watch a lot of Black Mirror, man. Oh. Whenever I saw those fucking dog robots out of MIT, I was like, have you not watched this episode? I mean, the funny thing is, is so I, I spend too much time on social media now, but, uh, and, and more so on like, uh, Instagram and TikTok. I, I don't spend nearly that much time on, on Twitter, but, um, yeah. but videos, you know, I, 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 the, the, the algorithms are so good that it's like, they just feed you stuff that I'm interested in. Once you sort of start liking certain things, it just 
you yeah. know, the algorithm just feeds you things that you like. That's the the the, the good yeah. bad. It's that it gets you into a little bit of an echo chamber, but it's also kind of like you're, you know, cultivating, you know, your interest. So you we watched uh, we could talk about it but you, you watched Wednesday, right? Did you watch I am on episode four okay I'm, this is one i'm savoring a little bit so i don't know what episode it is there's a part where she's she does it she dances the, i've heard about yeah. the dance haven't seen it. and and so but like yeah. in the last two days i've seen probably 40 videos of people replicating the dance and sure. it's like i i watch it and i'm like okay I, I guess that's kind of cool, but it's the same sort of thing. You're just, you didn't create it. You didn't do it first. You're just doing something, someone cooler than you already did. And yeah. I don't know why, like, I don't know what you don't need, but it's like, it's yeah. kind of the same. It's weird. It's yeah. Weird. It's, and people have people, a lot of people have a lot of spare time. Yeah. Uh, I, I will, I will tell you though, Jenna Ortega is, I won't say she is. I'll say I'll be surprised if she is not a superstar. Well, uh, yeah, she was, I mean, I was more than ready to hate her. Um, as a, you know, as we talked about last week, uh, you know, a long time Adams family fan of the comics yeah, and devotee. yeah, devotee. And the, uh, I did enjoy the movies, the show, of course, you know, going when I was a kid, but, um, so I, and I didn't really know much about Jenna Ortega other than she was young. Uh, and that your son's in love. Yeah, with my her. son is in love with her, and and um, <laughs> uh, and so I instantly wanted to hate her. Um, and I didn't. I mean, she was very good. She's very, very good. And and yeah. um, uh, yeah. So I, yeah, she's yeah. going to be in a movie uh, coming out in January that I don't know if I want to see it or not. It looks. I mean, it looks like one of those like Oscar movies but it's called the fallout and it's from the perspective of, of, of kids who survive a, a, a mass shooting in a, in a high oh, school. Oh, good God. There was just a shooting. So, like, a cop just got shot, uh, like, uh, right by my gym the other day or today, yeah. today, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah. Pl the police officer was just a lot. No, he's alive. Uh, yeah, it was okay. a, it was an armed robbery. They went to stop two okay. suspects. One, uh, there was a shootout uh evidently and one of the officers was shot the one of the suspects was shot and the other one they both were captured so and i believe the i believe the police officer is going to be okay I, hopefully yeah yeah good but um yeah i and jenna ortega is is awesome she's going to be a superstar man i've liked all the stuff i've seen her in so far so well i certainly liked her in yeah. wednesday Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, can I talk about some Star Wars? Sure. Walter Simonson Star Wars. Um, so for the YouTube crowd, uh, you can see I've got the um, absolute edition of the Walter Simonson Star Wars uh, with Tom Palmer, uh, the artist edition. Uh, IDW, uh, I jumped on their Black Friday sale and picked this uh, butte up for 60 bucks. Oh, is that my Christmas present? Because I know you just shop for your friends and family during Black Friday. You don't you don't family. just shop for yourself uh, all the time. No, it's I shop for myself all the time. Um, 
this thing is awesome, dude. It's awesome. It's great. This is this is a young uh, Walt Simonson. It's this is I think before the um, the Alien um, uh, adaptation uh, that he did, uh, and certainly before Thor. So you, you really, it's I like it because you can look at this next to the original art of the uh, his Mighty Thor run if you have that artist edition and you can kind of see his evolution as an artist he's still amazing in this and it's it's everything you want in an artist edition from that era with you can read it it's got it's hand lettered um fantastic tom palmer inks and just all of the notes and white out and zip a tone it's that era of artist edition is awesome i love it nice nice yeah. um it's like i love the the uh mignola um hellboy one just because you get to see the ink work but it's all computerized word balloons so these are awesome because you actually do get you know story time i i Beyond. i don't know that i ever um read the that uh um Star Wars, the the Walter Simonson, uh, David Michelini, I think, <clears throat> wrote a lot of them that Simonson drew. Uh, I think Louise may have been the the editor on it. Um, they're cheesy early nineteen eighties <laughs> Star Wars stories that, honestly, a lot of it probably isn't canon at this point, but there there's a few things that, that are canon. Um, they love uh, the Lando Calrissian stories. They, and, and Walt, he draws a mean uh, um, uh, Billy D. Williams. <laughs> I, uh, I will wait for the um, AI art artist edition. When one of those, oh, <laughs> I don't oh, buy, I have a closet full of gigantic books. You know, that I never look at. I'm not buying any more giant hard, hard, I, hardcover books. So here's the thing: if you remember when these things first came out, it was, it was like a they'd come out with like three a year. It was like one a quarter, maybe, and they were they were like exciting releases. Stuff it was, you know, John Romita, Amazing Spider-Man. You know, original pages that you're not gonna see yeah. because they're all bought up, right? They're this, the, that art does not exist in the in the open market anymore. Um, and then they started kind of cranking them out, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna pass on that one. I don't, you know, whenever they first started coming out, I was like, oh, I'm getting fucking all of these. They have like a hundred of them now, and it's you know, it's like as awesome as the Walt Simonson Star Wars one is. That's not one that you would be shocked if you went to um, a comic book convention and found one of those pages available for purchase, right? Uh, yeah, probably not. I don't know. I mean, yeah, they're probably out in the right. world, you know, a little bit. Um, yeah, but I, I kind of pick and choose now. I may buy one of these a year. I would like to get more of the EC ones, but you want to talk about gigantic books? This thing. This thing is a big fucking book. I mean, these are 11 by 17 pages plus. Right. I mean, it's oversized, over oversized. The the EC comic ones are huge. Do you have any of those? Uh, I, I might. I don't know. I might have like a Wally Wood one or something. I, I don't remember. Yeah. I got, oh, 
<clears throat> uh, while you're doing that, we have a, a, a Twitch a viewer that asked for us to recommend a Frank Miller comic. Uh, well, it depends. Um, uh, you know, if you're look at the size of this fucking. Thing. Oh, that's pretty. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. I think that's the one I might have. The Wallywood stories. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. don't have any more room. And and as cool as they are, like I just don't. I don't. I look at them a little bit, and then I put them away, and they never see the light of day. So, uh, not Saturday yeah. Returns. Yeah. Well, um, I would say maybe uh, Daredevil Born Again is a you know a, a great Frank Miller story. Um, in that. And they're making the movie about that soon. So maybe, um, or movie or TV show, Disney with Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Uh, what, uh, we have a, a Twitch viewer that uh, asked if we could uh -huh. recommend a Frank Miller um, comic and not Dark Knight. Ooh, um, born again. You know what? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, You're one, go, of course, um, if, if you want Batman. Uh, it's yeah, terrific. Um, I'll go totally um, uh, left field here and um um if you're looking for a self-contained story check out ronin yeah ronin's ronin's decent uh not it's of an era um but it it's awesome. the wolverine if you if you if you want like mainstream superhero stuff like the wolverine mm -hmm. miniseries is excellent um of course his sin city stuff if you want something a little more you know where he was sort of experimenting i love the sin mm -hmm. city stuff um 300 of course yeah ronan's good I, I ronan like is a little impenetrable to me but um it can yeah be. um i love the art yeah the art's awesome yeah. definitely it's that kind of like you know neo sci-fi kind of very yeah well if you're gonna go really crazy i would say um martha washington <laughs> yeah i don't love martha washington but uh, i was gonna say hard-boiled with jeff darrow Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. But that's that's a Jeff Darrow book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it yeah, has Frank. That. It that, has that's one of that's one of the fucking few Frank Miller books where you don't buy it for Frank Miller. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there you go. Born again. I would say yeah. If you want, like, Born Again is probably a good one. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. He said thank you. Born Again seems like a good one. There you go. You're welcome. Anytime. Yeah. It's a great. It's um on Born Again. I'm going to throw out a recommendation on how to read it. Left to right, that, top to bottom. That, what, that book works so amazing as a single issue consumable. Time is important in that book, I feel. So I would read an issue a day, just take six <laughs> days or whatever to read it. I think you need space in between those issues to really enjoy them because there are months that go by. Okay. Um, and just, you know, it's, I, it's weird. I think that you need to take breaks in, in reading that. Uh, I think the month, if, the monthly, mm -hmm. the monthly schedule on that was, was perfect. And it, and it works. It's one of the few books where you can say, yeah, you need time. You need time between reading these issues. Uh, okie dokie. I don't know if I, I've, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think you can, yeah. I think you could probably handle it if you just read it all at once. Yeah. You, I, 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 it. it's, I'm talking, <laughs> can you handle it? Sure. Do, does it improve my reading experience if I, if I kind of let it, let it space out? Yeah. No. It, it's, it's, it's the, it's the bit, it's the bit. No, because I'll forget. Versus, versus the, you know, I, I watch it every Thursday. 
Um, yeah, I binge watch shit. I want to watch it on my schedule, not on somebody else's. Yeah, fuck them. No, I like to savor. I like to savor things. Um, it's just a preference. I uh, I haven't watched a whole lot of stuff. You're dead to me, Joe. <laughs> uh i think that's our first twitch interaction we've had since we've been doing the live uh live streaming so welcome welcome z3np1s is how how would you say that zen Um, piss zen piss is that how you say say your screen name (laughs) zen please maybe it's zen please Zen, please. Zen, okay, please. I got it. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Run it through the AI. Oh, by the way, I do have the Frank Miller um, um, uh, Born Again Artist Edition, uh, the Mazzucchelli. Of course you do. And that's fucking beautiful. Of course you do. It's beautiful. You have it too. So. I don't know. I might. I know you have. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Probably. I never look at them. They're all in, in cardboard boxes in a closet. I never look at them. They're just there. Get them out on a shelf, man. I don't have, I don't have fucking shelves and shelves. I don't want to build shelves. You got them kids out of the house yet? Yeah. What am I going to take one of their bedrooms and turn it into a library? Yeah. yeah. Put some shelves okay. make a library. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, because your wife would let you do that. <laughs> do not look behind. Yeah, me. you're in the fucking basement. Uh... No, no. <laughs> I don't want any more books. I don't. This is what you get whenever you have, you know, a, a small four bedroom house and, uh, and no children. You get, you both get an office. Uh, there you go. Good. Good for you. I'll, Ed. I'll take my everlasting le- legacy, knowing that my children will carry on my name and not die with me selfishly. <laughs> it, it got dark. Damn. Speaking of, have you seen the peripheral? No. Because it kind of touches on those tones. Yeah. Have you not watched the peripheral on Amazon? I think I started it, but I never went back yeah. to it. I, I think I started watching um, it. Um, I think I got to the point where she was like in the AI stuff. And yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. It's it's interesting kind of in all the stuff that we're talking about, just like advancement of technology and, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, it It's it's definitely based on a novel. Um that's a trilogy because I, I will admit I watched the season finale, not knowing it was the season finale until the following morning. Whenever I saw an article that said season finale oh. wrap up on it, I was like, Oh, well, yeah. Okay. It was kind of a, a big moment, but it was kind of a more of a penultimate moment. It's like now really, you know, shit, shit's getting, shit's getting ready to get interesting is where the season finale was. It wasn't the, and now we get to show you that it is interesting. Well, that's kind of odd. Yeah. It's the end of act one is what I felt. And it was, yeah, it was, it was a weird, it was a weird way to end a season, but it definitely had that um, based on a novel or series of novels. Once I thought about it, Wayne said he fell asleep during the second episode of Willow. Yeah. I, I watched, I haven't tried yet. Well, so I was going to watch it and my, I was like, I asked my wife if she wanted to watch it with me. And she's like, what's Willow? And I'm like, you've never seen Willow, the movie. And she's like, no. So I'm like, okay, well let's watch the movie. So we watched that the movie Homer. and uh, the movie holds up. I thought I, the movie, I mean, oh, Val Kilmer's nice. great. And it's still a, a terrific 
uh, adventure. And, it, you know, it's, I think it holds up pretty good. Um, some of the special effects, you know, whatever they are, what they are, but what year is it? 84? Something like that. I don't know. Um, and then, yeah, I went to watch the show and I watched the first episode of the show. It was okay. I didn't hate it. it you know, it was fine. And then I started watching the second episode and I stopped like halfway and I haven't gone back to it. I didn't fall asleep, but I might as well have because it was, it wasn't. And it's like, I mean, nothing against the actor who plays Willow, uh, but I mean, Val Kilner was a big part of that movie, you know, yeah. even though it's called Willow, um, you know, he, he, he was a big part of that movie. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if, if, uh, it can go, it can really carry without him or not the story, yeah. but yeah. Uh, hey, why not try? You know, why not give it a shot? They did have it. I, I was just going to say that it was interesting. They brought a lot of the original cast back. Uh, the the yeah. um, the woman uh, I can't think of her name. Don't ask me. But the woman who was the love interest of uh, and and kind of the villain the or the villain's daughter. She's back. Um, the uh, I think the daughter of Willow, who was like, I don't know how old she was, but she was very young in the movie, is back as like a you know grown up now, still playing his daughter. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it was okay. I mean, if you really the love about today is that is that you have options. There's tons of shit on. There is definitely plenty to watch. There's no yeah. no shortage. I'm gonna go watch them Wednesday right after this. Uh, anything you're looking forward to, you know, uh, me, I know, uh, bad batch is coming back on, uh, Disney. I, fin I uh, finished Andor finally. I did finally finish. Oh, so yeah, good. very good. Did you like the, how did you love the finale? Yeah, it was excellent. I mean, the whole series was terrific. So, um, when, when the fucking band plays and you're like, <laughs> and then you fucking realize that the opening scene has been playing chunks of the 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 funeral march the entire fucking yeah. season it's have you seen you can go on youtube and it, they and redo it, actually, it. They, they, they've they've spliced together every opening and it's the it's the funeral march from the last episode um yeah it's i mean it's okay. it's somebody had said this i think on twitter somewhere it was like it's kind of a shame that you know that this series ultimately leads to something as kind of mundane as rogue one because <laughs> it's like you know if you were to watch this whole series and then and then you know eventually we know it, it gets the Rogue, and i liked Rogue one a lot like i like it's my favorite <clears throat> star wars property but don't you sense like yeah, don't you think though like if like say you never watched it and you watched this series and then you watched rogue one you might be kind of disappointed <laughs> with with rogue one to some degree oh because cassian died no just because it's so you know good i mean it's just so good uh oh. of a series that yeah this is better than rogue one yeah but rogue one i really, i did like really yeah. liked yeah. <laughs> uh i'm still mad that they that they pulled the plug on any more um hand uh movies the the um i thought that was great the han solo movie 
I was watching that the other night. It's a really good movie. I loved Solo. I thought I people I panned it. I, I'm like, I don't know why. why. I thought it was excellent. So good. Yeah, I thought it was terrific. I, I loved that movie. That was one of my favorite things that, yeah. That and Rogue One have been like the best movie um, movies that they've put out. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I did, I did watch that. And then I did start watching The Bad Batch uh which i liked I really uh, yeah i did like it um it's a little goofy for me but uh, you know uh I, I did like it i don't know i'm trying to get in more of the star wars animation or animation. a lot a lot of heart a lot of heart in that bad batch <laughs> series big heart in there yeah i don't know it's it's there's just something about it that I find wonky and I don't know exactly what it is. I think it's a combination yeah, I mean, of the art and, yeah. and it's the star Wars animated universe. And I think you're a harder sell on, on animation than I am. Uh, Cause the, the clone wars from like season three forward and rebels and bad batch. If those just existed in a bubble for 12 year old Chris, that I that's I mean that is really good storytelling, yeah. and it really builds. You, you see, and the comics have done a great job of expanding that universe. I think the comics have done a good job, and I think that the animated series have done an amazing job of expanding the Star Wars universe, really more than the movies have. I just I think it's the tone. A lot of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've I've I. You know the the animated stuff seems to be in tone a bit more geared towards kids, um, and that's where I'm just like. But, eh. but they get. I mean, people die. There, it's war. Um, yeah, but it's not like <laughs> I want. I want my Star Wars to be like a set, like like a seventies, like Andor. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want yeah. my Star Wars. No, I mean, that's the itch that that scratches for yeah. you, right? Is that Andor? It's like, yeah, when people die, it's not pretty, and 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 life is fragile, and you know what? People in power can be seventy. It's it's more seventies dystopia. It's very dystopian. It's very dystopian, and you know we've talked about it before. It's that that moment that you're watching this and you realize that you're rooting for the terrorists. So I'm uh, I'm reading a book called uh, and I'll never I never get it correct because it's sort of uh, a tough title for me to remember, but it's something along the lines of like Raging Bulls and Easy Riders, and it's all about the 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 sort of new wave of new Hollywood. New Hollywood. And I'm at the part where um, Lucas has made physical graffiti. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. And uh, yeah. it's an interesting, it's it's interesting, like, l reading about. Um, American graffiti. Oh, what'd I say? Uh, physical oh, that's graffiti. The, your what's up when peanut butter got in my. Uh, George <laughs> yeah. Lucas, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. American graffiti. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's just sort of interesting reading stuff about George Lucas as a young, like you know, insecure filmmaker and and a rookie man. Yeah, and Scorsese and and all those guys. It's a great book, but uh, but it's a it's an interesting like, um, and then you know Spielberg and those guys it coming like Spielberg and Lucas coming on the heels of Scorsese and 
uh, Altman and, and, you know, and you know, it, it was like you had new Hollywood and then all of a sudden it went into blockbuster Hollywood and it changed everything. Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars, Jaws, 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 Jaws Star Wars. Jaws was made, yeah. Jaws made May, early May, a fucking deal. So that, and that was something interesting I read, uh, somewhere. And it was, it was just sort of a commentary on the fact that Spielberg's movie, the Fablemans, um, was getting it, you know, it's ass handed to it by Wakanda forever. And it's like, Oh, it's like, well, you reap what you sow. You created the blockbuster. They perfected it. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. Marvel, Marvel is, you know, kicking the shit out of guys like, like Spielberg and Lucas. And you know what I mean? Like, well, they, they, those guys had been, had been, you know, fucking destroying like, you know, art film, you know, revenue. Well, I'm not destroying it, but right. you know, overwhelming, like, you know, the indie independent and art film. And it's like, well, okay, here you are now, you know? Yeah. Here you go. You reap what you sow. <laughs> you like, you, oh, you, know. you know, I, Oh, what a cute little arty film that you just made Mr. Spielberg. Right. Right. And it's just, yeah, <laughs> it can't, it can't do anything against black Adam and, and uh, Wakanda yeah. forever and Wakanda forever. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah, that's funny. It's you know, it's one of the things I love about uh, Film Force Five is you know, it kind of makes me go and and explore some movies and, and genres that I that I haven't fully experienced. And uh, you know, I didn't realize that uh, Altman was part of that that new Hollywood uh, movement until I watched The Long Goodbye, which was you know on you know tons of you know top 10, you know, private, you know, private investigator movies. And, um, and it's like, Oh my God, Robert Altman, you know, I, you know, think of him as like the big, you know, what huge cast ensemble and, film, know, yeah, ensemble films right. and of a style that I wasn't aware that he was, you know, that he evolved into out of that new Hollywood, um, you know, movement and the long goodbye is, is very much a part of that. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, he was certainly, uh, you know, I don't think he was the top tier of those guys. Like he wasn't on the top. No, level. he was, but he was, he was certainly he was part there. of it. Yeah. No question. Yeah. No question. Um, but I mean, the ensemble stuff he was doing even as far back. I mean, look at mash, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mash is, is one of the great, ensemble cast films you know mm -hmm. and and so i think that was just part of you know his dna for whatever reason um and that you know that was 1970 or 71 i think mash came out yeah. so um yeah but uh, you know i i mean it's interesting like like i said i've, I've been reading this book for a while now because I just read a little bit, you know, every night and between that and I take breaks when, as you should read born again. Well, <laughs> no, I, I take breaks because like Quentin Tarantino comes out with a book and then I read all of his book and then I go back to the two or three books that I've been reading um, in between one of which is since you mentioned film force five, we just uh, tomorrow uh, will be a new episode coming out. Uh, with a guest, uh, Robert K. Elder, who is an old around comics guest, but he was a film critic and an author. And uh, a book that he wrote that I'm reading right now is called The Film That Changed My Life, which is uh, he talks to diff 10 different directors about the movie uh, or movies um, that that changed their life. So, uh, yet yeah, I think tomorrow 
will be uh, heist films. We do heist movies. And then, uh, and then John Woo. And the John Woo one will be next week. And that was really interesting because uh, he actually has an entire book uh on john woo and and has you know interviewed john woo extensively has had dinner with john woo so he had like all sorts of stories and stuff to talk about john woo which was pretty cool so cool yeah if you're awesome. yeah that was that was a fun one so but uh yeah check out film force five for some cool. some top five movie talk yeah. all right um i'm gonna go watch some wednesday man okie dokie i'll probably watch either um uh, the Gary Sanders or Gary Sanders, Larry, Gary show. Larry Sanders show. Larry, the, the Gary, Gary Shandling. Show? No, not the Gary Shandling show, the Larry Sanders show. Um, or, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's usually one of my, one of those two are my nighttime r- ritual. Yeah. You can get through one in like 22 yeah. minutes and you're, you're good. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. not going to fall asleep. Yeah. Uh, you know, just, uh, Exactly. I was going to talk about another comic tonight, but I'm actually, uh, I think, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to tuck this one away. This might be my next trade talk. Uh, the, the, which comic? Don't say what. Oh, the one you, you were mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I talked about that book, like I talked about that book like eight months ago when it came out. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's good. It is good. It's fun. It's a fun book. Well, that's yeah, enough teasing. Yeah, it might be our next. Trip. Wayne, uh, speaking of great- oh, I was going to say Wayne did have a question for us. He said, "What did we think about James Gunn scrapping future Warner movies?" Yeah, I think sometimes you need to burn it down if you're going to rebuild it. And I know, like the Wonder Woman one has been the one that people are talking about. Like they're not going to move forward with Wonder Woman three, but there was a caveat there of like, as it stands, like yeah, they may just say, you know what, this is the vision we have for the universe, right? make a movie within these parameters yeah i can see them you know keeping keeping her on to to you know write and direct and you know they're not getting rid of gail godot because she's the best part of any dc movie um but wonder woman 1984 was a train wreck shit it was not good and Mm. they if they're it's they're entrusting james gunn to write the ship and if they have if they have bad product that they haven't made yet, yeah, fucking stop, stop, reassess, rebuild it. And James Gunn has proven that he can create, you know, a you know a, a multi a multi movie vision. So he's a good creator. Let him let him do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why he was brought in. It's like, okay, we we don't want to have sort of what we've had for the last decade, which is kind of piecemealing stuff in and and like no one's running the ship like no one that understands like why marvel was successful with the shared universe sort of a thing we need someone he made he made a walking tree a multi-million dollar ip well yeah i mean he has i mean but you know i think i think it's more than that it's i think it's it's someone with enough vision and and ability to kind of like go okay this is the plan this is the plan that we're going to have for the next decade or you know these so everything is going to fit together everything is going to work uh you know in in synchronicity with everything else and we're going to start fresh wonder Woman, patty jenkins wonder woman 3 probably just doesn't fit into 
to that. Yeah. So it's like, and you know what? It's don't call it Wonder Woman three. It's you know it's going to be Wonder Woman. So you know, kind of reboot it because the first Wonder Woman, whenever that you you took the Zack Snyder out of it, the movie that she made was really good, and then it became a Zack Snyder movie in the last twenty minutes. Um, so I mean, she's shown that she can make a really good Wonder Woman movie if she's allowed to tell you know her kind of story. Um, Gun will do, he's not, you know, it's like Suicide Squad is not my favorite movie. It's fun. It's got some flaws to it, but, you know. Well, but it, understand this. It wasn't as if James Gunn was in charge of Warner Brothers when he made it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think whenever you got to see him kind of start to run more unhindered was Peacemaker. I hope. I hope he was really kind of able to tell. And I don't want all, I don't want everything to be Peacemaker either. You know what I mean? No, like, exactly. I, I, that's my yeah. only fear is like, I I don't want every DC movie to have like a James Gunn vibe to it. Like I want directors to bring their own, because that's the problem with Marvel. There's room for Christopher Nolan to make Batman movies. But right? is that, I mean, look at Marvel. Marvel isn't really that, you know, they're not successful because of their directors that much. No, no. It's, I mean, are the Russo brothers great directors or were they, you know, the, capable of of doing what marvel wanted them to do well i think they're good directors but but are they it's i mean it's like i don't know it's a weird thing like you you bring in someone like ryan johnson to do a star wars movie ryan johnson is obviously mm -hmm. a very talented director um but is that what you want with a star wars movie you know what i mean is yeah, that right. what you want yeah. with a Marvel yeah. movie. Um, These are IPs. These are IPs. Well, like there's Tarantino, you know, he just got in, in sort of like, you know, internet trouble. Oh, the whole, the whole, but it's not Chris Evans. It's Captain America. But he's a hundred percent right. It's like, yeah, sure, you're, you know, not that Chris Evans. Yeah. Chris Evans plays a really good yeah, Captain America. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, you know, it's not like, I, I know what he's saying. It's like, you're not, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's the same sort of thing. Like if you're going to direct a Marvel movie, it's going to make you a shit ton of money. You're going to get a shit ton yeah. of, of like awareness of it. You're not going to have total creative right. license. Right. And you know, so is that what's, what James Gunn is going to do with DC where it's like, you know, or I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm looking for it. I, uh, you know, I, I hope they, I hope they're allowed to push the bounds in the way that Deadpool was, you know, because before Deadpool, I don't think they had had a rated R movie, right? Was Deadpool uh, the first rated R superhero movie? Yeah, I think so. And so I'm not saying get like push the envelope in like a nineties extreme comics sort of way. It's funny. I use Deadpool in the, in the example, but I hope that they're allowed to a little bit of creative freedom but you also want to see a cohesive universe. It's weird. It's how you want your comics, right? It's like, I want people that are pushing and doing new things, but I still want it to be, you know, kind of within this bubble. Yeah. I, I, I mean, as a comic book fan, I don't really want auteurs making comic book movies. I want auteurs making movies, 
but I don't need them to make comic book movies or Star Wars movies. You know what I mean? Like, go make a really awesome movie. I'd rather. I mean, you can't make a great sci-fi or superhero movie or whatever. But you know, once again, no, not with IPs. You know, it's like people talk about Ang Lee's Hulk. That is a boring movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and Ang Lee is an amazing filmmaker. I, you know, it's like I, I don't want. Oh, well, maybe I'd. I mean, I guess it it would depend too. Like. You could imagine, I mean, essentially like the Joker movie is kind of Scorsese making a superhero movie or a supervillain movie. Sure. You know, it's him making yeah, is, I mean, that is a, if Scorsese, if AI, yeah. if you told AI. Yeah. Makes, you know, the, make Scorsese's Joker movie. That's yeah, what the, you would have. Is, about, right? You know what I mean? So I guess you could do it, but does that movie fit in with a shared universe sort of thing? Is that what DC wants to do? I, I'm assuming they do. Um, you know, it's yeah. It's the the danger that you run into is the same thing that that comics do is the whenever you have a shared universe, that is the bait on the hook for we will eventually make a movie where it has everyone, right? Well, I mean, that's, that's no question they're going to do that. The, you know, that's why yeah. you have a shared universe is so people can cross over and and then the the big payoff that eventually happens is it is it you know 5 years 10 years 15 years whatever but the big payoff is when they all are in the same movie how does you know Heath Ledger well, I don't know if that's Joker, I don't know if that's necessarily the big payoff as much as it is the like with Marvel, it's the culminate. It's like the culminate. Well, it's right? it's also the ability to keep the story. Like Marvel did it. It, it was so smart in what they did. Is that mm-hmm. like it didn't matter if Captain Marvel was a piece of shit movie. It made a shit ton of money because everybody wanted to see the next chapter. It you know yeah. what I mean? Like so, yeah. that was what the shared universe did more than anything. Was this is a one big long story. Every yeah. movie is a chapter in this one big long story. And so if you have a dud, well, it's still going to make $800 million. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't. And so because people got to know what happened. People have to know what happened. They, Even they, in they, Thor, Thor 2. That's what I mean. So that was the brilliance of the shared universe more than anything. And that's, I mean, that was why Stan created this shared universe. It, it, it wasn't a payoff or anything like that. It was keep them buying all the books, keep yeah. them coming back share yeah. that and so i think that's more than anything like the brilliance of the shared universe is just like everything i mean they build a whole fu- fucking television network disney plus you know what i mean like how many shows now and, t- and different things are on that that are just the same it's keep that story moving keep the, star know, wars keep turning the page man Marvel. that's how you you yeah. know that's the name of the game in publishing and whether it's movies or comic books or books or tv shows Keep turning that page. Keep them turning the page. Keep them turning the page. Content. Yeah. Make content. Make content. content. Yep. All right. I got to go work on my AI written comic book script. (laughs) I need, I got to put some of these fucking bums out of business. Sorry. Sorry. Comic book. Great. I'm using that. I'm asking you. Yeah. I'll I'll get more info on that because I got some copy. I got to get written by next week. (laughs) All righty. All right. But, uh, have a good one, uh, folks. We love hearing from you. Uh, please uh, feel free to email us at uh, info at aroundcomics.com. Uh, hit us up on any of the social medias. We're easy to find. If you're listening to this, 
you are certainly capable of finding us on any Somewhere. sort of those platforms. Uh, sexy new avatar. It's, it's Salverpunk. <laughs> that is me in, in like a dystopian cyberpunk kind of. Salverpunk 2077. Uh, uh, check out our Patreon. Uh, go to patreon.com forward slash around comics. Uh, it's a oh. way for you to uh, throw us a couple ducks. All right, um, folks, have a wonderful rest of your week and weekend. Uh, remember, check out uh, Film Force 5. Uh, we will be back, uh, hopefully full strength. Um, Tom got infected by his children again. So uh, he was, he was, he's, you know, speaking of Patreon, he said, I don't think that people want. Uh, to see me throw up um, on on the on the live stream, and I was like, we could do a Patreon exclusive. That's a that's a OnlyFans channel. Just Tom throwing up on it. Just yeah. Tom throwing up. <laughs> we have weird kinks, man. All right, everyone, have a wonderful rest of your week and weekend. We'll be back again next Thursday, same bat time, same bat channel. In the meantime, in between time, we will be everywhere in hell. Around, around comics. comics. Oh shit! I forgot to hit that. What? I forgot to hit that. Oh, you didn't hit record. <laughs> Fuck! No, I hit record. I, I didn't have the uh, the outro set up. So here we go. Goodbye. <laughs>